Welcome to episode number 46 of Taking You to the Top. Knocking is a leader in TV commerce for media companies. Knocking Incorporated is a direct-to-consumer content and commerce company, offering a full suite of e-commerce, production, engagement analytics and communications capabilities for media companies. The unique knocking system seamlessly integrates with existing programming to monetize audiences and enable media outlets to use commerce as a new incremental revenue stream. Join Rami in welcoming him to the show. If you have any questions for our guest today, please leave them in the comments section below. Also, if you'd like to get more data on any of our guests, please download the Taking You to the Top app from our website. That being said, we hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Taking You to the Top. In this podcast, Rami spends time speaking with founders and CEOs from across the globe and asks them specific questions to learn exactly how they built and launched their businesses. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn. Are you ready to take it to the top? All right, Brian, welcome to episode number 46 of Taking You to the Top. Thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Happy to be here. My pleasure. Uh, Brian, to get us started, if you wouldn't mind uh, introducing yourself and maybe taking us back from the beginning and telling us you know, where you're from, where the journey started, and how that journey led you to founding your company. A absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so. I am, uh, I've been in the, uh, interestingly enough, in the e-commerce and media space for quite some time. Prior to that, I had come through the incredible journey of the launch of the iPhone and uh, had created the first live video ever on the iPhone as an app, um, was rejected in the app store back in a time where, <laughs> back in a time where um, a lot was rejected in the app store and um, wrote an incredibly passionate email towards to Steve Jobs and every combination of his name. Right. <laughs> and uh, fortunately got a response. Basically fell out of my chair, was taken out of the graveyard in the app store, and it was the first ever live video on the iPhone. And had 100,000 people on day one, 1 million people fast and forced square on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Incredible journey. Met everyone in the tech space. Um, but we were a little too early, like the networks weren't ready for live video the way that it is now used today. And interestingly enough, during a pandemic, I feel like since March, I've been on like 2000 Zoom calls. So, right. uh, or video calls or you name it, <laughs> my short sure. teams are all of them. So anyhow, uh, that's really how I cut my teeth on um, tech, which led me into uh, e-commerce and media. And fortunately met some incredibly talented people along the way uh, was then found myself uh, in the early days of e-commerce uh, in media, uh, where there were um, TV shows that started to feature uh, brands for flash sales. And right. you know, this was back when Oprah's favorite things were big and sites would crash and you know, it was cool that we crashed, but I didn't think it was so cool because the amount of people that rushed to your site in those period of times are significant and the revenue is significant. So, uh, I fortunately met a wonderfully innovative group called Shopify. Uh, they were quite small back at the time and uh, picked them over Magento 
and um, met a, a great guy, Harley Finkelstein, who um, pretty much put a white glove service on some of the stuff we were doing for NBC and launched a jewelry brand and sold $300,000 in 24 hours flawlessly on Shopify. Um, didn't crash. You know, and I absolutely love the innovativeness of the Shopify e-commerce platform and the ease of use of it, but more importantly, that you know, a rush of traffic, you wouldn't crash. So when it was asked to do many brands that went on NBC uh, in front of, you know, almost 4 million people in a short period of time, offering things like 50% off their products and a rush of orders and Shopify handled it flawlessly. And I was grateful for that, but I was spinning up uh, e-commerce sites so fast that basically just used a 14 day trial would sell anywhere from 300,000 to 1.5 million per brand. And basically then, just move on to the next and not use that. So Shopify said, wow, you're creating such churn. Um, ended up doing uh, a bigger deal with Shopify to just do thousands of sites that would go on TV and uh, handle high volume e-commerce. And so it was a start of a wonderful relationship that's lasted over a decade and uh, really has you know, been the foundation for you know, me to do the things that I do for brands that are featured on um, large audiences, particularly television. That led to actually building out the e-commerce behind um, Good Morning America's GMA deals and also View Your Deal. And um, sitting behind that for quite some time and working with brands that um, are new and emerging to large and big, big brands. And across the board uh, has been you know, a fascinating decade uh, doing that and just handling e-commerce, uh, then moved on to uh, doing it all, uh, producing our own show, which is called Local Steals and Deals. Uh, we signed uh, one of the best talents, which is Lisa Robertson from QVC, who was there for over a decade and sold $2 billion uh, plus on television. And we put all that together and launched it on local television uh, last November uh, with a tremendous out-of-the-gate success. And we've now rolled that across the country across local TV um, and featuring many incredible brands uh, from local new founders of new products to products like Amazon's Alexa or their security system called Blink. Uh, so it's been quite the e-commerce journey uh, over the last decade, to say the least. Okay, so uh, is this all what you mentioned under Knocking Inc? Yeah, so, so, can... so Knocking Inc. Yeah, we're we're kind of behind the scenes, right? Our um, shows, local steals and deals, America's steals and deals. Uh, we're launching weather steals and deals. We have a Spanish show called Ganga Z Gangas, uh, and several more are 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 all branded in their own uh, names and entities as far as uh, the outside look. But what powers all that is knocking, and so knocking. You know, think of us as you know just behind the scenes and beneath it all. And, you know, we are handling everything um, from uh, contracting with the brands and fulfillment and shipping and logistics and customer service, all of it. And also producing the content that is, is fused with commerce. Sure. And, um, well, I guess this would be quite hard to ask because you have, it seems you have several companies under knocking. Um, is there any specific revenue model 
that sort of replicated across them all, or are they all different? No, they they are all the same. None of them are are particularly different. Maybe radio is slightly different because we also have radio deals and deals as well, uh, which okay. is slightly different on how that operates uh, because you don't have um, a video, right? So you only have the ability to uh, do a read, you know, on radio and you know send somebody into a, a URL or send somebody um, to sign up for text and we send a link right to your phone, right, in the radio. Right. However, right. our model is a performance-based model, and okay. our model is set up to essentially have a win-win across the board. So think of knocking sitting right in the middle. Uh, mm -hmm. Our media partners that have audiences, and those uh, media partners can have television audiences, they can have radio audiences, digital audiences, and uh, streaming audiences. So right. those are really, you know, we're, we're really big in the television space. However, uh, as streaming has continued to emerge, we are in the streaming space as well in OTT. And, mm -hmm. uh, and the model benefits everybody in an, in an equal share, right? And, that, and that's sure. what we're geared towards. So what, what I found over the years, is there's some models that, you know, one takes all, and they generally don't work over time. This one, uh, the brand has uh, receiving the right margins and they basically supply us with the inventory, right? And then you know, knocking is, you know, managing and handling everything. And you know, when you run, you know, an e-commerce operation that's throughout the entire country, and you know, all the different levels of risk, compliance, and everything that you have to be able to handle and stand up to. And the staff it takes to do that, you know, just take sales tax alone in every state that we have to pay in crossing all right. the thresholds. The teams that are involved from finance, right? So then the teams that are involved in logistics and then customer service, we have a rather large team that continually grows uh, based on, you know, the growth of the business. So the model is a win-win across the board. And, you know, there are different uh, categories uh, of different products, right? So, you know, beauty may have higher margins than electronics. Mm -hmm. We come to uh, a, a fair partnership for the long haul. So we don't focus on promotions right or 48 hours of the one day sales uh, we focus on what we refer to as evergreen um, deals that allow us to have a fair price uh, for our audiences and viewers or listeners uh, for the long haul and we only work with real brands uh, with what we refer to as real deals and real exclusives and brands are giving us exclusives that you can only get uh, at our you know, shops are from, you know, our, um, our different shows. And so that's what's made this a wonderful thing. We have, you know, we have stuff that's anywhere from 20 upwards to 50% off. And we work very hard on researching that and working with our brands and working with our, our partners across the board to deliver, you know, that to our consumers. And we stand behind it. We back at a hundred percent guarantee. Someone quite frankly calls us six months later we will right. take back or we will refund it. Nothing, we never deal with final sales. And it's you know always with the eye to protect the viewer and the viewer is the consumer for us. So we're, we're all aligned. Fantastic. And did you launch this uh, back in 2017? Yes, yeah, so we launched Knocking back in 17. Uh, that was, uh, I was coming off of just just building the e-commerce and then 
I met a wonderful um, partner named Marcus Ryman, who's also from Connecticut. And uh, many said you, you couldn't do put it all together, uh, and we did. And that was primarily because of Marcus's ability and business and understanding business models uh, that are fair and make sense for all parties. And that's truly where the win occurs, right? Because if right. it was a model that's just purely going to benefit knocking, well, how far how far are we going to go, right? You know, right? Um, you know, maybe for a Walmart or Amazon, at some stages, they can you know take you know a lot more than others. However, you know, we have a vision that if you know you if everyone's in it from a performance base and no no one's uh, set to get you know. Uh, get more get so much more than the other you can you can really build a, a beautiful uh, model across e-commerce for the long haul not just for a day two or a couple weeks however at the end of the day what we all do is performance based so the consumer decides decides the viewer decides and uh sales are the only thing that will fuel and drive any brand right same goes for us so we don't charge a, an advertising fee or you know, or, or a marketing fee or any of that. Quite frankly, if we sign up a brand and we put them through our team and put the content together, if they sell zero, we lose. So it's more, more risk for us than anyone else. So I think at least what I'm summarizing from this is simply by changing to a performance-based model that helped you speed growth rather than doing it where only knocking you know, benefits the most. Absolutely. And I, and I really do believe that across, you know, uh, particularly, you know, e-commerce, it, it, performance-based models are going to win, you know, over time. Right. Even look, I know Instagram is so big and you know, people post their things, but they have to obviously pay to play when you have a certain size audience and stuff. And, you know, over time, it's, performance is going to be far bigger than, you know, those ad, those ad models. Sure. Okay. Um, so what does uh, company team size look like today? I mean, it's been three, only three years. Yeah. So we're a team of about 75 people today and growing okay. and, you know, had quite the uh, growth in the last year, uh, obviously with brick and mortar closing and the focus more to online, shopping sure. uh, because there wasn't the ability to go into certain brick and mortar uh, stores and, and because of lockdowns and then even just businesses going out of business you know has it's quite incredible i don't know if you've seen the stats but i you know I, some of the stats that uh i've seen from you know shopify and harley finkelstein you know speaking on cnbc about e-commerce yeah. and in the in, it took us eight years to go from go to get to 15 percent of all retail for online shopping and now we're north of 25% really in the last six months. And so wow. it's been quite the growth. I, I don't think there's going to be a tremendous pullback. I mean, we were going there anyway, anyway, maybe it took us three, four more years to get to that level. And, you know, this whole situation uh, really changed the world and cast us there much faster. Sure. And uh, these uh, 75 uh, team members, are they all based in the U S or are you outsourcing any portion? So there, there's, there's a portion in the U.S. and we have teams in uh, Connecticut because we're based there. And right. then we have New York and, and L.A. And mm -hmm. we do have 
uh, quite a staff in Canada and due to years of a relationship with Shopify and Shopify's okay. growth. And so we have a wonderful team in Canada. We have uh, teams in uh, Germany. Uh, my partner, one of the founders is from Germany. So that's how we ended up in Germany. And we also have uh, a, a wonderful team in, uh, in Argentina, Manaceros, Argentina. All so right. we're pretty, pretty spread out. Uh, and uh, we are a virtual company. We've always been a virtual company being in tech. Sure. Okay, um, Brian, this next section is just to understand one of the key questions that I keep getting, which is how do we get our first clients? So do you, do you remember back in 2017 uh, how you approached your first client or was it sort of network-based so you kind of knew your clients already. So when you ask the question client, are you referring to a consumer or I look at that in a couple of different ways. So to define <laughs> my client. Well, I guess it would be the brands that you're helping promote their products. Sure. So with brands, Obviously, if I said I have a store and I don't know if I could sell one of your items, then it's unlikely I'd have any brands. However, right. when, when you're faced with putting a brand in front of large audiences, uh, I'm not saying it's easy to have brands. Right. However, it, it, it's an opportunity, right? And, and I often say we don't have a crystal ball like our, you know, the audience will decide, but we don't have the entire universe, right? So sure. maybe that maybe we chose the wrong brand for our audience. And uh, however, we've obviously gotten really good at that. And you know, generally, uh, brands do very well. Some do incredible, and some do just okay, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And that's an actual thing. So, getting our for us, getting our first brand. If I go back to 2017, uh, we did um, we did more of a pilot on headline news, and you know, having a partner that's in media with a certain size audience is attractive to brands to, you know, obviously have their, their product on television. So quite, quite easy for us to attract brands to give them an opportunity, you know, to be in front of an audience and then, and, and then see how that audience reacts to their particular brand or product or offering. So, so for us, it was relatively easy. Sure. Um, and what would you say is the go-to marketing channel for any entrepreneur? I mean, what would you say is a successful or above average marketing channel in terms of the returns you would get by advertising through them? So for example, if someone were just launching his company today, would he go do Facebook advertising or would he go a completely different direction and do Google CPC? You know what I mean? From your experience, do you see any yeah. marketing channels that are more active or, you know, perform better? I, I would tell any entrepreneur to actually go out there and look for places where there's an audience that you actually could work on a performance basis because you do have an asset in your inventory, right? If you're investing in inventory or a path towards, you know, growing that inventory and right. not spending money on 
the Facebook or Google spend because if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to burn a lot of money. You're going to burn right. it fast, right? And you know the return on ad spends on those are favorable, obviously, to the Googles and Facebooks of the world, and less favorable to the small businesses. You know, sure. so we're, we're launching a wonderful brand uh, next 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 couple of weeks that is going to go on all of our television shows and they purely reached out to us. Well, they have, you know, 7,000 units that they've invested in and brought in and built and have a patent on and, you know, they haven't sold yet. However, they're not paying us any fee. We're, we, we believe in their brand and we're going to put them in front of an audience and, you know, hopefully the sky's the limit for them, um, which there's, a, there's, those opportunities are out there. So I would encourage any entrepreneur to look at it that way. Look, if you're you're an entrepreneur that you know how to uh, scale, you know inside the Facebooks and Googles of the world, and really truly understand that, and and you know spend five hundred dollars to turn that you know into you know increasing your revenue to then go to you know, five thousand, ten, twenty, fifty, and you're going to get a return on that, then then that's wonderful. And, and but I don't that's not many people, and I think most people in that arena uh, likely will will fail and just burn dollars where, right. you know, I'd rather see those new brands or, you know, people starting out, you know, hold that, those dollars close to them, use them for the product that they have to then sell those products in performance-based ways, you know, or uh, write a passionate letter to someone in, in the space or, or that has an audience that will talk about you without you having to pay them, you know, thousands of dollars. and that that's where you know that's where you can really catapult the brand or break loose. Sometimes you know people think that that's like lightning in a bottle and hard to find or a needle in a haystack, but right. it's out there, right? And so I think that you know if you look at a lot of the stories you know of founders that created something, I, I would guarantee every one of them had some sort of a break that they didn't just go out there and buy. Uh, sure. And I've met plenty of like people starting out that have tons of money and buy and they just they they fail. You know, so I think it's, it's, it's finding those right spots and understanding, you know, if I make this type of product, am I in front of the right audience? So go find the audience that you feel is suitable for the brand and product that you make or in that category. And then go to those influencers, you know, that don't require you to just write a check. Because, you know, if someone's asking you to write a $25,000 check for their post and flip it back on them and say, well, what's my return on this ad spend going to be? What's the engagement? And really hone in on something like that and see if you can actually, you know, take that 25000 and actually turn it into, you know, profit on, on doing something like that. It's very difficult uh, if you just jump to those things and you don't understand all those other areas. And it's more likely that you find someone that actually has an audience that you can go in front of, give them a rev share on it, you know, and, you know, let them prove that they actually have an audience. Because... Yeah, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe it, doing it's right for your product, but if they do and it's right for your product, it helped you help them. I think that's extremely refreshing to hear because, you know, a lot of people that I speak with, it's, or as videos you watch online or on YouTube, it's always, yep, just throw a bunch of money at uh, Facebook ads, do some split tests, and off you go. You'll find success that way. Whereas in reality, I think it's people are afraid to get rejected by just going face to face to their potential customers. 
and you know they yeah. might get a no, they might get a yes. Who knows? But they're afraid of it. I, I agree with you, and I think that there's too many stories out there saying, "Oh, so and so spent this much and turned into this, and spent that much." Like, how about how about all the ones that actually did spend the money and failed? Like, no one talks about that, right? Sure. You know, I, and. <laughs> I rather be not talking about the few people that actually did some spends on Google or Facebook or Instagram, you know, to uh-huh. make money. I rather be talking about like this one gentleman. And I mean, because we're launching this, I can't tell you who it is. I'm happy to do a follow up at some point, you sure. know, but you know, reached out to us and it is zero risk. Like I wouldn't say zero risk because look, they've risked so much money on getting a patent and getting the product together and building their site and their brand. Right uh-huh. now, all of a sudden, imagine if I said to him, well, give us 50 grand. You know, we're not sure if we'll sell one of these things. <laughs> that's, that's even more risk, right? You yeah, know, yeah, so definitely. You know, there's a situation where we're going to put in front of millions of people. And, you know, and I even tell, tell like even these owners, like these founders, I said, look, maybe, you know, if it doesn't do well with us, it doesn't mean that we own the world of an audience. You know, maybe our audience is just not right for your product. Maybe there's another sure. country that's right for so, the point is, you know, there is, you know, I, I think the, I think we're going to continue to shift towards performance-based models, and we really should, right? Because I, I hate seeing new and emerging brands that maybe never get off the ground because, you know, they spent $100,000 on Instagram thinking that was going to pay out, and it didn't. People didn't really see it, or it wasn't really shown to them, or they paid too much for the wrong audience. Like, look-alike audiences, like, you got to be a be a serious pro at that stuff to make sure that you have the right lookalike audience. Absolutely. Well, Brian, if you don't mind, uh, let's wrap up with the famous five. Sure. All right. Um, number one, what's your favorite business book? Oh, favorite (laughs) business book. (laughs) Recently, uh, there's a book that someone gave me called (laughs) the subtle art of not giving a fuck. I think it's a great Okay, got it. Um, number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Yeah, I, it was always Steve Jobs, and then he had passed away. And I will tell you, nowadays, for me, it's actually Elon Musk. All right. Number three, um, what's your favorite online tool for growing your business? That's a great question. My favorite online tool has to be Shopify, right? If it's a platform. But if it's a tool, I would say Slack. Slack. Okay. I'll take both. (laughs) Uh, uh, Number four, if you could give your 20-year-old self a piece of advice, what would it be? Have some patience, man. (laughs) (laughs) Just have some patience. Doesn't have to happen, you know, in one, two, or five years. However, if you keep going, it will happen. Perfect. And the final question is, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I get a solid six. I really do. You know? However, there's plenty of times where I only sleep four because I'm so excited to get uh, back to the things that I'm doing. I, I, don't, I live by the philosophy of, you know, if you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. So right. that's, that's my life. Fantastic. Well, Brian, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I will definitely take you up on that follow-up call to see, uh, you know, how things have changed, maybe a year from now. 
Yeah, I, I would love to and uh, look forward to that chat at that time. But thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for watching today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on any of the available podcast platforms so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. If you have an extra minute, leaving a review would help us grow.